My love, you look amazing. Amazing. Doesn't she look amazing, guys? Thank you. Color <laughs> is just bouncing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, this will be the last podcast we do yeah. because my wife is leaving me yeah. for a muscle massager. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. She has become infatuated with this muscle <laughs> massager that I have, and I don't know how to take it. I, I told him, well, he just walks up. Well, you can't just walk up on a woman with a massager. You got to understand this. He just walks up on me and just, and I'm melting, and I'm like, I need this in my life constantly. I felt some type of way. And I said, babe, that's it. I, I said I would never leave you, but today's the day. <laughs> I got to so, leave you for the massager. Enjoy this podcast while you can, because this it. That's it. <laughs> Wait. We splitting up. We splitting up. And then I went down to her um, her rear end with that same massager. See, because people underestimate the power of a nice booty massage. Okay? Not me. It does wonders in your life. I don't underestimate the, the okay? power of a butt massager. A lot of y'all you- mad because you ain't had your butt rubbed this morning, okay? <laughs> so we're going to get into it. What you mad at? <laughs> what you mad at? Haven't had my butt massage. Let me clarify it. I'm talking about the hips and the gluteus maximus. We avoid that whenever we usually get a massage. And and here's the deal. I was, as you guys know, we work in in construction and design as well. And so we were working on a reveal that you're going to see on the show, Uh Married to Real Estate on HGTV. And I was running out of patience. So lesson learned. Be patient. I was running out of patience in the store waiting for the guys to come over and move the tile into the truck. So... Me, mm-hmm. thinking I'm Shira, I'm lifting boxes of heavy tile. And, you know, this was the reminder, baby girl, you are not 22 anymore. Yeah, more and like I Vera. just pulled a... <laughs> pulled a Vera, sit your butt down. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> so Mike and I had the pleasure of attending one of the classiest events in Atlanta. Yes. The Atlanta Fashion and Polo Classic. Yes, yes. Founder, Miguel Wilson. Also the owner of the Miguel Wilson Collection. You got to yes. say that with your pinky in the air, <laughs> by the way. And the new book is called Peace Over Everything. Yes. <laughs> and, and then I got to tell you, I met I met his wife, Chancy. Uh-huh. Well, actually, Chancy at the polo class. Do mm-hmm. you remember when we met? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. It was it was actually kind of embarrassing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because uh, there was a publicist mm-hmm. who told me to come sit over in a certain area. Mm-hmm. And Mike was gone. You know, y'all always leave us in these precarious mm-hmm. situations. So we he go. went to go. Here we go. He went to go get a drink. And I'm sitting there by myself. Do, 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 do. And she comes over with some other women like, you in the wrong chair. No, I'm lying. She didn't. Like, Hold on. The ladies did it. No, the ladies were like, you in somebody else's chair. You going to have to get up. She actually came over and said, do you know who this woman is? Exactly. I was like, I'm, I'm, I don't mind getting up. I'll get up. I'm fine. No, but and she pulled somebody aside. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, let me just melt into the seat cushion oh, right man. now. I'm melting. I'm melting. <laughs> no, but what what um, what I noticed was she was a knockout. Miguel, you done good. <laughs> Thank you. You married yourself a knockout. Hey, I know that. <laughs> how long have you two been married? Since May. Since Newly May. Married. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so how long you've been together? Uh, we met at a wedding on September the 1st. 2018. Okay. Okay. That's when we met at a wedding. Okay. I was dressing the, the guys at a wedding. Mm-hmm. And she was a guest. Mm-hmm. And um, I was a little inebriated, but I saw her and I was like, wow. <laughs> I need to know who she is. I need to know who I she is. I wasn't feeling him. Really? You weren't feeling him. Oh, Elaborate. I just felt like that's what he did. You know, he hollered all the pretty girls at the weddings. Mm-hmm. And I told my best friend, uh, look, like, yeah, that was true. <laughs> So I told my best friend, I don't know Miguel Wilson. 
You know, she said no. What, now, does his re- reputation precede him? I, I didn't know him. You just mm. got that vibe. I just got a vibe. Ironically, got a vibe. her girlfriend, one of her best friends, had came to my Polo Classic the week before. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was the first one I did in 2018. Mm-hmm. And so she knew who I was from the from the event. So when she saw me, she, she that's Miguel Wilson, you know, did it. And I think she told Chancey about the uh, event the week yeah. before. Yeah. So she's familiar, but she didn't know me. Mm-mm. Speaking of not knowing or knowing, mm-hmm. right? Because you said, I don't want no Miguel Wilson. No. Let's touch on the fact, because you stated, Miguel, that you had a reputation yeah. of being unfaithful. Oh, re- really? Right? Mm-hmm. Is that what the word was? I don't know if I had a reputation of I Well, you it. claimed it. <laughs> you claimed it. And you yeah. said, you know, you had an issue with being faithful. Mm-hmm. Did you know about that? No. No? I didn't. Touch on that. So uh, when I decided I wanted to be in a relationship with Chancey, and at this point in my life, I figured, you know what? I'm not going to get in any relationships unless I'm ready to do it right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my love for her was such that I felt like she's enough. And I told her, though, I said, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never been faithful in a relationship. <gasps> but I'm going to be, um, but I promise you this if I choose to, to do something else or be with somebody else, something like that, I'll tell you first and. and it won't be a problem. Okay, Chancey. So this gentleman, who we know, he's a successful, mm-hmm. you know, gentleman. He's handsome. Mm-hmm. The women know him. Mm-hmm. And he tells you, mm-hmm. I have never been faithful in a relationship. Mm-hmm. How do you move forward? Well, I was a little taken aback. However, okay. my response was, okay, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Mm. So if you give me 100, I'm going to give you 100. Right. You give me 50, I'm giving you 50. Everything you give me, I'm giving back. Mm. Okay, she was game enough for you. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what yeah. it was? Yeah. So, okay, Miguel. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Just like a brief for a minute because mm-hmm. I'm going back even to the actual wedding where you guys mm-hmm. initially met. Mm-hmm. And I have to wonder this. It kind of ties back to us. Okay. <clears throat> a gentleman who's used to playing the field. Mm-hmm. The women fall all over you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're tripping to try to get to mm-hmm. you. I don't know about that part. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you see her and she's like, I'll take you or leave you. <laughs> yeah. Was that what really attracted you? Because I do believe a man likes to chase a woman. Mm-hmm. You like the chase. You know, we had, when we met, you know, of course she said that that first day she wasn't, but she gave me her number and mm-hmm. said we would go on a date. Correction. Oh. After three tries. Okay. He came back three different times. That I same said, day. Oh, yeah, that same day. I said, oh, you're a little persistent little thing. I said, let me give you my number. You know, and he's like, I have to do a wedding in Miami and when I come back, we're going to go on a date and we've been dating ever since. Mm. So okay. we've been, yeah, we, but the thing was, we developed a really good friendship mm-hmm. early on mm-hmm. and, you know, for me, I always felt like if I told people and I, and I told her then, at that time, I'm not interested in really being in a relationship. Or nothing. Same here. Just want to go out and have fun or whatever. So I, I, I was honest. You had been divorced how long when you guys met? Met until the I got divorced in 2011. 2011. Yeah, so there was so some time. Some time, and then you know, very publicly, you said, "I will never mm-hmm. get married again." Mm-hmm. And here you are. So yes. what changed? Happier than ever. Ever. Mm. What changed was you know, <laughs> my feelings. Um, you know, I think that. For some reason, I convinced myself that, you know, just being with one woman just is not me. I, I just mm-hmm. didn't feel like, I, so let me stop fighting, trying to be conform to what everybody says you're supposed to be mm-hmm. and just be an honest person doing whatever it is I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So I had made my mind up that I would just let women know I'm not trying to be in a relationship. And I kind of felt like that was me being 
truthful and honest to them and giving them an option to mm-hmm. either deal yeah. with me or not. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's still some gray areas in there. I just think that, um, you know, being single and dealing with a lot of women, you're going to cross certain lines that you shouldn't mm-hmm. cross and mm-hmm. so forth and hurt people's feelings. And, you know, people want to women are going to get feelings involved and stuff. So you can cause a lot of damage. I, I do wish mm. more men would approach it that way, though. Give Ch- us an option. Give a chancy, right? Just give mm-hmm. us the option. Mm-hmm. Tell me the real. Don't mm-hmm. tell me what you right. think. Right. Don't protect my feelings. That's right. my job to protect right. my feelings. Right. Tell me the truth. I'm a grown woman. Yeah. Right, ladies? Yeah. Tell us what it is. If yeah. you want to see us sometimes, right. and don't tell right. me then that you want me to be your mm-hmm. one and only woman. Right. Right. If you, you know, want to hit and quit, maybe I do too. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe we do too. Right. But also, don't put me in harm's way. Right. You know, because some crazy right. people out here oh, yeah. and you dealing with individuals yes. and you have me out at restaurants and then this random chick comes up. OK, I'm like, hold on. Hop on. Who be this person? Mm. You know, so. <laughs> I Wait, that, that, that has not happened. No, it hasn't. Hop on. Who be? That has not happened. He said, wait, don't put that one on me. That was a bad relationship. So, Chancey, had you been married before? Yes. You were. How long were you married? Just two years. OK. It was more domestic, so. Okay. Domestic violence. So. Oh goodness! Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And go because there's a there's a lot to unfold there. Mm-hmm. Can you you know, um, are you okay with expressing the emotional yeah. roller coaster that that was? Mm-hmm. Can you fill us in on it? Um, I'm a firm believer that man would disappoint and God will appoint. Mm. Okay. And in this case. I did not wait for God to send me my husband. I chose him, and I was highly disappointed. Okay. Um, he was an alcoholic, and when we drink too much, he would become very violent. Mm. Um, he was he was he was he was big, about two hundred and twenty pounds, six two, and he yeah, very physical. Mm. You know. And then one day, my oldest son told me. He said, "Mom, we gotta go." And I cried and I apologized to both my boys. And I said, you know what? You're right. And I'm so sorry I put you guys through this. I said, pack up as much as you can in my car. I said, when we drive up this driveway, look back at that house. That's the last time you will see it. Mm-hmm. And that was it. How old were your sons? Um, yeah, it was about 10 years ago. Um, my oldest is 20, going on 25, so 15. And my youngest is 16. So Six. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Number one, um, I'm happy you found the courage. Yes. I, yes. My, my mother had a, a situation very similar where she yeah. packed my sister and I yeah. up mm-hmm. yeah. the last time that my biological father knocked mm-hmm. her tooth out. Mm-hmm. So I remember vividly being a child what that's like when, mm-hmm. when you're telling your parent, mm-hmm. go, like, mm-hmm. don't worry about us. Because sometimes mm-hmm. you stay yes. in it because yeah. you think it's better for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. But really, it's, it's better if they see you whole and happy. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So he offers that. You know, so he gives my boys a chance to see positive love. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want my kids to feel as though it's okay to hit on a woman or right. it's okay to disrespect right. a woman because it's not. Mm-hmm. Not at all. You know, so Miguel and I are now giving a positive role model to both the boys. Mm-hmm. And so you have five, right? Yeah. yeah. So now it's together seven. <laughs> so in, in fairness, I have. Uh, I was married before. We mm-hmm. had two kids, mm-hmm. and then I uh, dated a woman, and she had three kids that I kind of took on as my own. Right. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, so congratulations. It's really yeah. a combined. <laughs> pride, That's good. Pride That's, you on that, brother. Because yeah. you stepped up. You yeah. know, a lot of men wouldn't do that. 
And we still look after those kids. Yeah. Even though they're not together. We don't stop the relationship just because the mother and the father is no longer together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always feel like guys can cause so much damage to kids Mm -hmm. entering into the life of of a woman. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And taking on certain roles and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And then when the relationship ends, you just throw the kids away. Right. Yep. And that right there always stuck with me. So mm-hmm. I always entered into the thought process that my relationship with the kids have to be separate and, and uh, not dependent on you. Mm-hmm. So um, the oldest one, uh, Sterling, he runs my Phipps Plaza location now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, a beautiful thing just having extended family and people that, uh, you know, love you. That You know, I tell you this, you don't always get to choose your family. But right. in this case, I was able to and chose some great mm-hmm. kids. So, mm-hmm. so how, how has it been working as a blended family? How have the kids been taking on everything? Great. Um, you know, I, went to, I got divorced in 2011. That was really tough on my kids because mm-hmm. uh, for a variety of reasons. Talk about my book. <laughs> okay. But um, it, it was it was challenging trying to get my kids back because I felt yeah. like I lost, yeah. you know, my two biological kids mm-hmm. throughout the divorce situation. Sometimes kids feel like they have to choose sides. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I just made a decision that I'm going to just do the best I can every day and let God figure out the rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's worked out. I, I would really be interested in hearing Miguel, how you navigated, right? A woman that's coming out of Mm -hmm. or has a history Mm -hmm. of a domestic Mm -hmm. abuse circumstance. You know, there's a lot of fragility there, but at the same time, what what can happen, because listen, diamonds are built under pressure. (laughs) And so sometimes she will rise and like no more, never again, and like step into this warrior. How do you navigate when the emotions are there and they have this kind of history and, and did you have to change yourself at all to be able to be in a relationship with her? Extremely. I had yeah. to make a lot yeah. of serious changes, not just because of her situation, but because just who I was, I, I was mm-hmm. flawed mm-hmm. and coming from a situation of never being faithful and being, you know, somewhat of a, uh, dater, serial mm-hmm. dater. Nice way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. So being, uh, marriage ready or relationship ready required me to really make some changes. And I think same thing for Chancey, but we kind of showed each other, I think. And and then the more important thing, we made those changes to be good. You know, I used to think, hey, if a man is faithful, you know, you should put up with anything you give Mm -hmm. at that point. And really, uh, you know, being faithful is not enough. I think, you know, you want to, I want my woman to be happy and excited about me, our relationship. And so I'm going to do everything I got to do to fulfill all her needs emotionally and otherwise. What does it mean to cover your wife or cover your husband? Go ahead, baby. You're on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. Just, just protecting each other. Yeah. You know, you got to watch out for each other yeah. and, and take care of each other. Your needs are very different than hers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think you have to be able to communicate what you want to each other and what you expect. Mm-hmm. And that helps the other person to accept it or not, you know? So, Throughout the whole process of getting to know each other and, and getting serious, we made those changes to put our relationship first. Yeah. So I think that was a key to, you know, covering is just making the changes necessary to, to, to protect uh, what you have. Right. Yeah. Chancy, there are a lot of women who can mm-hmm. relate to, to where you've mm-hmm. been. And now they look at where you are mm-hmm. and what you have. And look what God did, girl. Look what God did. <laughs> <laughs> 
Amen. So give them some advice as they're trying to navigate themselves out and find healthy love. Yes. Find a healthy relationship for their kids and, you know, find a man who mm-hmm. can step in and teach them, you know, what a man can be, yeah. should and, be. And how you heal. What, what steps did you take? Well, like my husband said, I'm flawed as well. Mm. So even though I went through what I went through with my previous husband, um, I still called him and apologized. Cause, and I know you, you know, it may, um, I felt as though I had to address my past to move forward. Mm. Um, and I had to address some of the things I did wrong in that marriage as well. And I even told him, I'm not going to say you were a bad husband. You just wasn't my husband. And you may be grateful. Another woman just wasn't me. Um, and I also had to understand I needed counseling. Mm. It's okay for us to get counseling. It's very okay for us to get you counseling. Know, Therapy um, is not a bad word. No, it's not bad. I had triggers that, you know, really shined this light on or came out to in this marriage. Mm. And I didn't know how deep I was scarred mm-hmm. until certain situations would occur. And I revert to that old female that was in that first marriage. Yes. Yes. And it was not fair to my current husband. Mm-hmm. That was not that abusive man. Um, so I tell the females, find healing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Love yourself. And in turn, once you love yourself, you allow others to love you. Yes. Um, so that's. I'm sorry. I'm still tripping. I'm looking at this beautiful woman saying she has a 25. What did you say? 20 what? 25. 25. And I have a three-year-old. God, please oh, let wow. me hold it together. Pray for the three, waistline. 10, what? 21. Yes. Yeah, we do. We but do. I can relate to your story from a man's perspective because there was a point we were in New York City. She was on air. And I looked at her and I said, let me love you. Yeah. Right? Because I'm getting everything or I'm being blocked and guarded because of everything that happened in your past relationships. Yeah. yeah. And I said, I'm even though as cliche as it may sound, I'm not like every man. Exactly. Right? So she said, I was just waiting for the other shoe to fall. I'm like, there's Same. gonna be no shoe. Yeah. <laughs> this is who I am. Yeah. So I He's like, I don't wear that. shoes, I wear Timberlands. <laughs> <laughs> New York, what up? <laughs> but you know what I would say to men just in general. If you want to love a woman that's been through some things, you know, Mm -hmm. and she shared that with you and you know that it's traumatic. And Mm -hmm. even if she's done the work to heal, it doesn't mean that the process has ended. It's a constant process of healing. The best thing you can do is be who you say you are. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Show up and be consistent. Exactly. Yes. Because that's gonna that's gonna say all we need to say. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you do get the spirit of discernment yeah. when you've been through some things. Yes. Like, like I know a mocha joker. Okay, when I see a mocha <laughs> yeah. joker, yeah. you know, as pretty as he is, mm-hmm. when, when he was talking all that good stuff to me, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's how I was with him. Mm-hmm. All that curly hair on your head, I gotta get that out of here. Wait, because curly they, hair? You know, he had this big old curly hair. Oh and yeah, stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember. I remember. Girl, I remember. Like a female getter. <laughs> Miguel, super successful, really. Uh-huh. Congratulations Thank you. Thank on you. everything. We yes. were at your mm-hmm. fashion and polo classic this yes. year. And uh, the entire ride home, I was telling my house that my husband, that's how you do it. Yes. That is how yeah. you do it. Yep. Everyone felt like a superstar. Mm-hmm. Everyone. It didn't right. matter who you were. Yep. Very classy. You even got up there on the uh yep. on the horse. Yep. I said, Okay, mm-hmm. we're doing this for real. <laughs> yeah. And then in Phipps Plaza, mm-hmm. you know, for your for your location to be actually in one of the most prestigious yes. malls in all of Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you're really doing it. And mm-hmm. so for your book to come out and you to be so open about really the journey, mm-hmm. because there was a, people may look at what you guys have and where you are now and not recognize that there was a story to the mm-hmm. glory. Mm-hmm. Yes. You went through bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. You said you lost it all. Yeah. You literally hit rock bottom. Speak mm-hmm. to that. How do, how do you to, go to owing, yeah. you know, from, from being super successful to owing the IRS a million dollars? Did you hear Chancey? She said she went bankrupt too. You went, both I of you, it. different times? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Fill us in. Fill us How'd in. you get it back? <laughs> yeah. yeah um, you know, it's all learning though. Yeah. And I think when you understand that too often people look at failure as, um, or what they would perceive as failure, you know, it's a problem. But mm-hmm. in fact, it's, it's an education. You're mm-hmm. learning from mistakes. People who are scared to move forward and do things you know, stifle the opportunities they may have because they're scared to, to, to lose or scared to, of yes. failure. Yep. So you, you have to um, take chances in life if you really want to be successful. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I took a lot of risk. I made some bad decisions. I had a, a multitude of things going on. I started a, um, like an Airbnb business, but I owned all these properties in Buckhead and I did this, started this thing called a, a hotel business called uh, Executive Boutique Suites. Mm-hmm. So it was great for a while, but then when the economy changed, when everything went bad with real estate back in like mm-hmm. 2008, mm-hmm. 9, 10, whatever, my business really took big hits and I was unable to uh, meet my, my uh, expenses. Yes. So I started taking money from my clothing business to help yeah. keep the real estate stuff going, not mm-hmm. re- understanding how deep of a problem you know, we were going into with the real estate. So ultimately, um, I just ended up messing both businesses up mm-hmm. and found my day, found myself one day in 2011 having to start all over. Now, simultaneously during that time, the IRS came to me and said, you know, audit. They wanted to audit me for uh, my 2009 taxes. Mm. I think I think every time you get a letter from the IRS, we lose like seven years of our life. <laughs> just, just get the letter. Might be dead by now. No, we got, we got a letter from the IRS, and it, and it was it was actually a refund check. Yeah. But when I saw it was from the yeah, IRS, yeah, it no. sat on the table I like got a million bodies. Them, so yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how much paper they spend on me. I don't, I, you know, they spend a million dollars on paper. Okay. Okay. But um, so go ahead. But, but going through that, and um, so what happened is when they audited me. For my taxes from 2009, we had sales of a little over a million dollars. I had a flood. I had to move out my my stores because I closed that down, and and I put everything in this garage, one of the houses I had, and it flooded. Mm. And all my documents, taxes, everything got destroyed. So when they came at me, I didn't have any doc, nothing. I had nothing I could show them other than, you know, bank statements and things of mm-hmm. that nature, which they don't accept. Do you think the IRS flooded your records on purpose? <laughs> to, no, I'm hey. joking. I'm totally joking. Come on. But hey. that's... They didn't care. Let me put it that way. Yeah. And so what what they did is said, okay, basically the million dollars that you generated in 2009 is all profit. Mm. No expenses. Because you couldn't prove it. Because I couldn't wow. show... I could prove it, but... but they wouldn't accept the proof. What, what did you What you did know? you learn from that? As I want to tell you what happened with me, yes. but what did you learn from that moving forward as far as how you account for your expenditures mm-hmm. in your business? Yeah, you definitely have to keep better records outside of paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what we started doing? I was audited twice, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, luckily. I did <laughs> had a little too much paper. Mm. You could have started a forest fire wow. down in my garage, but all over the place. Um, 
but but we didn't wind up owing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then what I decided to do was for every business we have, mm. open a business American Express card. Mm. Every single expenditure right. goes yep. on to that mm-hmm. for that particular business. And I don't co-mingle mm-hmm. the businesses mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. You learn right. why you right. can't mm-hmm. co-mingle the right. businesses. And therefore, if you're ever audited, really, if you run a business, you should think about this. If you're ever audited, then all you have to do is request of American Express statements from as many years back as mm. you want to go. All of your expenses are there. So right. you'll have records that you don't have to actually physically keep. Yeah. So sexy when she get in that mode. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> Go, girl. I'm surprised that, you know, I've had I've had credit card statements, showing expenses, all the type of stuff. But at the end of the day, they wanted invoices and receipts. Mm. Who keeps receipts yes. anymore? It was, it was well, I'm telling you. A while ago. So, yeah. so what they did is... Um, uh, when they got finished with, okay, basically you made a million dollars, so you owe us three hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars just on the thirty-three percent taxes. Mm-hmm. Then taxes, then penalties and interest. So all of it came up to mm-hmm. a million. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's what happened. You know, wow. Montel Jordan and his wife Kristen Jordan also explained to us at one point they had gone through bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. He owed really only eleven thousand mm-hmm. dollars, but they let it accrue for years. Mm-hmm. At what, what did he say? Some crazy interest rate. Oh, they let it accrue no. oh, yeah, for years, high. It was and high. then he wound up owing a million dollars. That that should be illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At yeah. some point, come on, guys, that yeah. should be illegal, especially if you weren't. They notified. are. Legal mafia. By the way, IRS, <laughs> IRS, I am not talking about you. No, we, girl, me and you are listen, friends. We good. Listen, okay, <laughs> Chancy. Yes. You also said you hit bankruptcy. I did. What I happened? I did. Um, in my first marriage, I was the one who had the career and the okay. credit, mm-hmm. and he found out, and everything went on my name. Mm. So I took out a loan, and he said, "Baby, no, he just called me mom. Mom, I'm gonna pay it. Don't worry, I got it. Once we divorce." Mm-hmm. Everything he said he was going to pay went on me. So they gar- ended up garnishing my wages. And I had two kids, mm. you know. So I was, like, pleading with them on the phone, like, please don't do this. Please, I have two kids. That man said, you know, all you think you can do is just file bankruptcy. The light went off. I said, you know what? You're right. Mm. That way I can't keep drowning. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not sleeping at night. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not my best self for my kids. I'm in the financial ruins right now, you know, and I'm a nurse by trade. Mm-hmm. So to go through being okay to not having anything, my credit was score was down in 500s at this point because I'm keep getting hit with late fees mm-hmm. and I don't have my salary because they take a majority of my sal- salary because they're going to my wages. So I had to file bankruptcy. Okay, mm. and fresh start. So for two people who had gone through bankruptcy and for those who don't know, and some may be in financial ruin looking mm. for an alternative way to handle it and get out from under, right. what happens after you file bankruptcy and how do you press reset on your life? Mm-hmm. Well, it was definitely a reset because, yeah. you know, yeah. for me, though, I lost my homes mm-hmm. um, and lost my businesses, didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, I had to get through the thought process of, you know, what, how I messed up. But the first step for me in the recovery was acknowledging my faults, acknowledging that every Mm -hmm. problem I had was related to what I did or didn't do. And I think that is so huge for people because too often we place blame on other people for problems, Mm -hmm. situations we have. But at the end of the day, um, you owning it, allows you to fix the problem because until you fix it, you're not going to, if you don't acknowledge it, then you can't fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you stuck in, right. a, in, a, in a bad that place. Is so true. 
Let me ask you yeah. this, Miguel. Were you always a businessman or did you, you know, because as a hustler, sometimes we just happen to come upon these businesses and it happens to work and we keep working mm-hmm. and learning in the process. Right. Were you learning in the process or were you already aware of how the designer business, the suit business work, the housing market work? A lot or of you people, just, a lot of people just figure it out along the I, way. I, I, I studied business. Okay. Mm-hmm. I went to school for business. got a degree in business. I When I was in high school, I sold candy every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and I cut hair. Yep. And shot dice. <laughs> Every day. Been a hustler. Been my hustlers. Yeah. Throughout. And then when I went to college, uh, I still cut hair. I started a little lawn service. I've always had some type of business. You know, it's funny. I'll tell you, is, um, everybody know Frank Ski here. Uh-huh. Radio. Uh-huh. Back in the 80s, um, I was taking pictures at all the college parties okay. in D.C., Baltimore. Frank was the, the college DJ, he party, yep. he did DJ yep. in all, all the college parties. So I would call Frank, I mean, where are you gonna be at this week? And I would be there taking pictures, you know, the backdrops and mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. So um, that was something I did years ago as well. But um, I've always been a, a serial entrepreneur. I never studied fashion. Mm. Had no idea that this is where I would be in life, that I'd be doing what I'm doing. So it's clearly just a gift from God mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I had a passion for clothing and dressing. And, you know, a friend of mine wanted to start a, cl- a custom clothing business and asked me to partner with him. I did it and loved it. Never got out. Okay. I got to go back for a minute. Go back, baby. Because there was something I was like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when you were talking about rebuilding, mm-hmm. you know, after bankruptcy, you gave the one. You said, first, this is what I had to do. Recognize what my faults. Mm-hmm. W- what after that? How many years did you have to wait before you guys could buy a house? Mm. You know, what did you have to Real do question. to start Good another question. business? Yeah. Yeah. How, you know, how has the way you run business changed? Mm-hmm. Talk about that a bit. Um, mm. What was it? Let me get your dismissal from it. it was 2011 when I got the. No, I'm saying in general, not just you. Um, is it seven years? Seven years is what you go through. But the thing is, for me, I, I was at a place where I had nothing. I had, didn't have any... Um, real estate. I had no money. I had nothing, no investments. Mm. I had the assets. I was 44 years old and I had the assets of 18 year old high school kid. Mm. Okay. And, but it was like, okay, you can look at it two ways. You have nothing, but you also got an opportunity to create and paint a whole new picture for yourself. Fresh start. Yep. One key thing for me was a thought that had I died at that time that I would die of failure. Regardless of all the stuff I had done, the great things I had done, how much, you know, I've had a lot of success in business at that point. Mm-hmm. But should I die today, I would have died of failure. You know, so I just took on the assumption that half of my life is over. Yeah. So I got the other half to do better. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what are you going to do to make the second half better than the first half? Yeah. Addressing my issues was the first step. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think that you know, being a person of good character was yes. something I needed to change about mm. myself. Uh, you know, I didn't always intentionally lie or cheat. Sometimes I did. But a lot of times it's, it's just operating outside of your understanding. Okay, doing stuff that you really don't have the um, ability to do, but you'll, I'll take money and say, okay, you know, I'll figure it out. <laughs> just give right. me the money, I'll right. figure it out. And that's a part of it too. I just think, you know, understanding the importance of... Um, good character, mm-hmm. integrity. Uh, then trying to decide what I wanted to do because even though I had been doing fashion for many years, 
I always thought that it was just something I was going to do till I got to the next thing. Never really looking at it as my career, my future. Like, wow, you were really mm-hmm. going to build a legacy on right. right. So thinking about the second half of my life, who I wanted to be, I decided I wanted to be a fashion designer. I wanted to be well-known and I wanted to be successful. And I started thinking about other fashion designers that were successful. Mm -hmm. What did they do? How did they get started? And what I realized is that most successful fashion designers start off with being known for one thing first. Mm -hmm. So my thought was, okay, what's the one thing I can do and attach my name to it that people will recognize me for? And at the time, I realized that no one was giving grooms in the wedding business any attention. Mm-hmm. All the grooms were wearing rental tuxedos. Mm-hmm. And, and it was such a contrast from the experience that women would have. Right. right. Going and buying this expensive gown, mm-hmm. knowing they're not going to wear it but one time. Right. I, I, I bought three, but go ahead. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> and just understanding that most men uh, are at a place where it's like, oh, just tell me where I need to be. Let me get it over, whatever. Right. So they, there was nothing really creative for them to really feel special mm-hmm. and enjoy the and process. And now like you women. got men showing up their wives. And, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're coming out uh-huh. dapper. Mm-hmm. They got a whole production when they come mm-hmm. down the aisle because mm-hmm. of Miguel Wilson. came down on the horse at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, well, I'm saying, how am I supposed to top that? How you going to stage the bride well, like that, Miguel? That's because he's a polo player. Yeah. I am, too. Yeah. Oh, you are? I play yeah. polo as well. Oh, how long have you been playing polo? I've been on two years now. Two years? Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been playing polo? We play together. You didn't, you didn't guys didn't see at the polo I match? Saw, yeah. I saw him play. I didn't I know who, who I was playing at the yes. point. I, I just played, saw people running, and I was like, yeah. black people on horses. Yeah. I played that day. Wait, wait, wait. Speaking of black people on horses, you are opening up a course in Morehouse. No, I started... I founded the first HBCU polo team in yes. history at Morehouse yes. in 2019. Thank you. That is amazing. 2019. So a little background. Um, I created this uh, foundation called Ride to the Olympics, mm-hmm. which is geared towards helping inner city kids be exposed to horses mm. and polo in particular. The reason I did it is because that was part of my experience growing up in Washington, D.C. I went to a camp, fell in love with horses, mm-hmm. and that whole experience changed my life. Mm being able to get out of my neighborhood, go into a whole different environment, meeting people that I otherwise would never meet, and just got a lot of opportunities that a lot of my friends in my neighborhood never had. So I understand the importance of um, experiences, yes. exposure, yes. Mm-hmm. and also relationships. Yep. So to take these kids to a polo field where they can meet, you know, a CEO of a company mm-hmm. or somebody mm-hmm. that's on a board or has access to educational opportunities or job opportunities is priceless. But more importantly, they can't go into these environments, see these things they've never seen before yes. and forget about it. Mm-hmm. They will never forget it. And they, that exposure is life changing for many yeah. of them. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. And how long have you been playing? Two years. Two years. Mm-hmm. And how did you get into it? This one. <laughs> this one. <laughs> That's why I married so you her. You may follow up. You gonna play? Chancey, you brought something up though. I, I I definitely don't want y'all to leave without getting this across. Okay. With Miguel having mm-hmm. been the ladies' man, is that mm-hmm. fair to say? At mm-hmm. some point, mm-hmm. having been a ladies' man, and then you said, you know, you have some wisdom that you could teach these yes. other men that it's not a. It's it's not it's nothing bad. Uh, you know, you you don't you do not lose your manhood. You do, you're not less of a man mm. if you're with one woman. 
You know, men nope. have a tendency to think that I have to be with several women, a plethora of women, for them to satisfy me. That's not true. That's mm, not no, true. It's not. You no, know, not, not and, you know, my well, I think, I think can that, that. I think this just culturally, in yeah. our culture, particularly yeah. as black men, we grew up in an environment where we're celebrated. The guy who has all the women yeah. is, is the king. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. looking at that guy in high school, I don't whatever. Know. I always said they were overcompensating, but <laughs> well, I digress. I understand, but the thing is, though, at that stage in life, I think that we, you know, the older guys would always like, yeah, you know, you're going to get right. a lot of women. Right. And it, it was just a negative part of our culture. Right. We, we, don't, right. we don't celebrate right. love. We don't right. celebrate mm-hmm. marriage. We mm-hmm. don't celebrate, mm-hmm. you know, but, but I can say this from being in this business and, and, and being... God exposing the opportunity of weddings for mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. has been amazing for me because I'm able to see so many brothers in love with the yes. woman. Yeah. Dedicated. Yes. You know what's really good too is so many of them come from uh, divided, separate families, you know, blended families. Mm-hmm. And these young guys taking on responsibility of, of another man's kids yes. and, and fathering. It's, it's a beautiful thing it week is. in and week out Very to beautiful. see so many guys. So, Hope is alive, and mm-hmm. I, I'm saying love is in the air, and guys are getting married every single week. <laughs> you know, and on that note, I want to drive something home because right now on social media, you have so many of these so-called experts. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Who mm-hmm. and, I, and I heard it just this week, a gentleman who said men are not created to be monogamous. I, it's I, not I possible well. for mm-hmm. men to mm-hmm. be monogamous that mm-hmm. by nature, mm-hmm. <laughs> by nature, mm-hmm. the, the male species is supposed to mate with more than one female. And so now I have you, have you, please mm-hmm. speak to that. So my perspective of it is one, it's not true. I don't think it's true at all. I think again, it's about one, it's applauded, it's celebrated, mm-hmm. right? And it's become a thing to where it's subconsciously taught, mm-hmm. right? And on the lack of it not being taught the proper way. So you constantly see the wrong men teaching the wrong things, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of households in the black community lack a father figure. Mm-hmm. And the father figure sometimes that is there was taught the wrong thing. He mm-hmm. probably lacked it. So it perpetuates mm-hmm. and continues, yeah. right? Yeah. So, oh, go ahead, go out there and get mm-hmm. as many as you can can mm-hmm. get. And that's not the right way. No. I didn't have a father in my house. You know, uh, lo- luckily, later my mother married again, and he's an amazing man, mm-hmm. right? But for me... I used to look at it in the direction of, okay, I see what my mother's going through and Mm -hmm. I will never treat a woman that way. Mm -hmm. It will come from a space of respect, Mm -hmm. right? So it is totally false, totally false, and I hate to see it. And I Mm -hmm. love when I see black love because the power of social media is allowing other young mm-hmm. men to see that. So brothers that like possible. yourself. Mm-hmm. It exists. And, exactly. it exists. and that there are men who love mm-hmm. their right. wife. Right. They don't want you, boo. Don't right. slide in his DM. Okay. Right. He don't want you. Because he's right. damn. He showed me everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but you no, know, I was one of the guys who believed exactly that. I believed mm-hmm. that, you know what, I'm not built for monogamy. Mm-hmm. And the best thing I could do, just being a person of good intention and good character is just tell women that. Mm. Yeah. That's what I would do. And so as God would have it though, <laughs> um, in my good intentions and so forth, Chancey and I used to have like a date night on Fridays. There we go. So I always kind of kept Fridays for her. There we go. She would keep for me. But then, you know, it just, I think during COVID mm-hmm. when, you know, everybody was stuck in the house and I didn't mm-hmm. have to go to work much. I wasn't traveling much. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time with her. Yeah. And we had a lot of fun and our relationship really blossomed mm-hmm. from there. 
So I was still fearful. Although I wanted to be in something, mm -hmm. I thought I was feeling feelings, but I still was fighting it. And um, I remember my birthday, she threw a party for me, December the 17th, 2020. Mm -hmm. She threw a party for me. And at the party, I announced to everyone that, you know, I've been fighting this for years, yeah. but I want you all to know today I'm in love. Wow. And I, wow. and she, look, she hold on, this is a funny thing. Chance was filming me talking, right? Thinking I'll make a little speech. Because he always makes speeches and it's never about speech. me. Okay. So okay. I'm just going to record she, it for his reference. So there she's, you go. So she's recording. So you look, you can see me looking at it. And then as soon as I uh, said, I'm in love, she drops the phone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the recording ends. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> She never heard me publicly, you know, yes. announce my affection for. You know, you have that saying. What you about the one woman get afraid of losing or something like that. What's that mean? The man. Something about. Yeah, you gotta have that. You gotta find that go. one woman okay, that you feared losing. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. that, that's the one. That, yeah. That's the one. If you, yep. you see, if, if see, you do things, you take certain risk, because uh, you always look at the risk reward mm -hmm. situations. And then when you got a great woman, though, you see the risk of mm -hmm. fooling around, messing, messing this up. It's too great. There's yes. nothing. To, and then I think as a, a mature man, we've experienced enough things in life to understand what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times, you know what? We've been down that road before. Yes. There's nothing there. So why fool around? It is so difficult to find love. Mm -hmm. Someone that you're in love with. I mean, we, I've dated hundreds. She's dated a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yet I've only been in love once now, right? So I just think that um, we have to value that. Yes, when you do. find it, you definitely yes, have to do. hold on because you may not get it again. That's I don't true. Know. That is so true, right? especially so in today's true. society. Right. Oh, that my so gosh. True. You know like what? We you travel too? together and everything. Yeah. So wait, so they have the, the book. It yes. is a lot. There's a lot because I know y'all like, all right, I want to hear more. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the book is out. It's called Peace Over Everything. Yes. How do right. people get it? Yes. Uh, my website, miguelwilson.com. Um the book starts out from the part where I had problems in business and, and starting over and, mm -hmm. and talking about the changes I had to make in building this new company. And I go through a lot of things. But one of the resounding things you'll hear uh, is the faith mm. and how God has moved in mountains for me to be here. It's been a miraculous experience. Yeah. Yes. Turned you yes. from... Yes. A player to monogamous. <laughs> so that's why I named the book Peace Over Everything. Because as young men, we tend to make decisions for immediate gratification mm -hmm. that generally have long-term negative effects mm -hmm. on yes. us. And I think that, you know, for me, as I look at how I came back from the problems, one of the things was, um, you know, making decisions that don't bite me in the butt tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Actions I do today cannot have a negative effect. I mean, I'll tell you this one moment that was uh, monumental for me. One morning I was up around 5 o'clock in the morning, and I was so depressed, I was hurt. Mm -hmm. And I got up and went for a run. It was pouring down rain outside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I ran in rain crying, crying. Yep. asking yep. God why, you know, I've been through all this, yep. why, you know. Mm -hmm. And he spoke to me. Mm. He said, Draw a line in the sand, mm -hmm. step over that line, mm -hmm. leave your problems behind you. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And for me, you know, I get emotional too. But for me, um, I did that. You still got to deal with the problems that's on the other side of that line. But 
don't worry about it. Don't and let like, him affect you. I don't you. let it yes. worry me. Yes. And and so yeah. and then don't create new problems. Exactly. So if someone comes to me today with, you know, a chance to make a lot of money on something, I don't make the decision based on the money. I make the decision based on my ability to do it right and mm-hmm. feel good about what I'm doing. Right. I think there have been times, you know, I got a no refund policy. I've literally given people their money back because I don't want to deal with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm, Peace. You're not going to mess my peace up. That's the most important aspect of my Mm. life. And I think once you understand that you make decisions that uh, are better for you, better Mm. for your family. So for people you decide to bring into your life, even, you know, some people come, you know, and bring peace and happiness. Mm -hmm. Some bring destruction. Yep. Because if it costs me my peace, it's too expensive. Yes. Yes. Say that again. If it costs me my peace, it's, it's too, too expensive. expensive. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Make sure you guys get the book. If you don't know, check out the collection. Yes. I mean, it, yes. is, oh, it is fabulous. Yes. But we always like to end the podcast mm-hmm. on one to go on, one to grow on. Yes. Okay. You want to do one to go on, babe? One to go on. I always go from what I'm feeling from the discussion. Mm-hmm. And, and there were so many on this one. But <laughs> this one, I'm going to dedicate it directly to the men. Like you said, because yeah. I say that all the time when it comes to my daughter's. Loving them more doesn't make you any less of a man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And being with the right one doesn't mm-hmm. make you less of a man either. Exactly. So I would add to that is that it's okay to be fully present in your emotions as a man and let that be yes. the drive that leads you to that woman. Yes. Right? Love is not just a word. Yes. It's a choice. Yeah. You wake mm-hmm. up every yeah. morning and yes. decide to do it. Exactly. And every time you mm-hmm. do it. Hey now. That is so true. <laughs> and every time you do that over and over mm-hmm. again, you get better at it. I right? agree. Mm-hmm. So, you married? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A, a whole lot of married you over here. <laughs> and I like you. Yeah. Like the person you love. Amen. Like the person That's right. Oh, so so That's that right. means I'm one to grow on. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm really inspired by your story. A lot of people would have fallen down and stayed down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of encouragement here that you only really fail when you fail to get back up. Mm. You know, yeah. it ain't right. over till it's over. That's right. And and what I love to do is redefine failure because when we reprogram our minds mm. from something negative to make it mean something potentially mm-hmm. positive, mm. the sky really is the limit. Right. To me, failure is not failure anymore. You mm. know what it is? A trial run. Mm. A chance to get it right the next time. There you go. Let me add something. When you file bankruptcy, it's not the end all be all. You know, you have a clean slate. My husband and I own several properties together. Mm -hmm. You know, we went from having nothing to now we have abundance. Mm. Thankful to God. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we are grateful for you guys. This has been a wonderful podcast. We're going to wrap it up, but we're going (laughs) to have them back again. Yes, we are. We have to have them back again. It is The Marriage. And Money Podcast, Podcast. with Egypt Egypt and Mike. Mike. Don't forget to check out the show, Married to Real Estate, on HGTV, guys. All right, love you.